to life in the left lane. I'm Tom. I'm joined by Austin. Hi, Austin. Hey, what's up, Tom? Nothing at all, except a lot of stuff, actually. I don't know why I always say nothing, because there's always a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a like lot. the opposite of nothing. And then people are like, what are you talking I about? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a fucking I mean, thing. that seems about right. Anyway. Hi, Austin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm back in New York, which is very yes. exciting. Yes. Uh, that must be nice. Oh, yeah. And you didn't take me. Damn. You're always there welcome. Are... I know, but <sighs> no, I'm stuck here. It's I'm, I know. It's you like... have your pets. It's your fault. Pennsylvania is a jail. It's one mm-hmm. gigantic keystone jail. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Made I out can't of leave. shale and natural gas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Scrapple. <laughs> oh, God. Scrapple. Have you ever had Scrapple before? Yeah. Well, briefly. Have you? Really? Yeah. I, really? I, it, I briefly had it and then it ended up in the toilet. Yeah. It's not. It, it's I'm like more spam, like right? I rented Scrapple. <laughs> it's like spam that you have to cook or something like that? Mm, I don't know. It's like. It kind of. Yeah. It's just like the leftover parts. pieces. You know, it's like, it's like Pennsylvania. It's like the leftover pieces of all the good states. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Northeast Pennsylvania, a little bit of New York, a little Jersey, South, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I will say, in you know, I, I was followed recently on my personal Twitter account by uh, someone who is running for Congress in uh, around Philadelphia, where uh, they're Democratic Socialist. So nice. I'm going to be in touch with them, trying to get them on the show because that's close <laughs> that's close yeah. enough he not says, my district but get hey them on the show yeah that's why you're going to be in touch with them <laughs> so uh how's your week been <laughs> listen my week's been I, good. I don't need your back talk all right they don't it's need to know everything talk. okay he can explain it when he comes on the show okay fair that's <laughs> fair with me yeah i don't care uh and it's odd because that was the first time someone followed me that's running for for congress Mm -hmm. normally it's the other way around yeah i'm just saying i am available um so other than being in new york uh did we have an episode in between thanksgiving well we we did we recorded one Um, oh oh that's right it has not been released yet and i'm not sure in what format it will be released because Probably Patreon that you were talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking Patreon. I might release a little bit to the main feed if okay. I can pull something out of it. Sure. So here, here's basically what happened for the listeners. Uh, what happened? <laughs> so. Well, I know what happened. So. Yes, you were there, <laughs> idiot. I was there. I was there. A little high, but I was there. Yeah. So uh, our good friend Joe came and stopped by. Yes, yes he did. Uh, in the studio when we were all we're in all Pennsylvania. There. It was like yeah. the old days. The old days, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, yeah, Tom and I got a little stone, and then a little he bit. brought beer. Joe had a couple then, drinks, uh, but he wasn't. Beer. He was. It, it was mostly just Austin and I. Yeah, <laughs> I we feel. we're the irresponsible ones as usual. Yes, as, as and usual. Um, it was fun, but it was just like a conversation between friends. It's not really an episode <laughs> for like <laughs> but almost it, two but hours. But a lot of it was kind of funny. <laughs> like, and yeah. some of it was really funny. Oh yeah, so, um, it was great. It was a great time to have Joe back. I love talking yeah. to him about a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But all of it was just kind of loosey goosey. So yeah. it's uh, I, I had a feeling. I said to you as soon as I left the house, I said, "Good luck." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're not gonna yeah. get an episode out of that. So but, I'm I'm working on getting something out of it. Yeah. So yeah. but like Tom said, I think uh, 
basically we're expecting to be a patrons only episode. Yeah. And um, then and, go ahead, if I can get if I can get something out of it, I'll put it in the main feed just because we did talk a little bit about current events. A little bit, yeah. And yeah. um and I think there was a portion at the end where he actually was asking us questions that I thought was that would that be was good pretty to cool. have. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Um, well, I guess I'll say that, well, first let's, uh, cover a little bit more on the Patreon because we are oh, actively yeah, actually trying to work on our Patreon. I know our patrons are probably listening like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Because yeah. they know it's but laughing listen, at us. We're working on it. Uh, Austin and I have a plan, uh, where we can make fun of me, which is always fun, mm-hmm. uh, and get some, you know, a little extra content for Patreon. Uh, we're going to have a new series coming up once school's all done and I have some time to do all this, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Uh, I think, I don't know, you like the concept that we came up with, right? Yes, I, very much, yeah. yeah. Should we say it? Go ahead. Yeah, tell them. Okay. So, it's a, it's a little bit of a secret, but I don't really watch movies that often. That's a secret? Um, that's yeah. the worst no, kept no, secret yeah, on no Earth, one knows. I think. No one knows that. <laughs> no one That's knows a, that. Everybody no, knows no, that. No one knows that. I've okay. seen. They all thought I was a movie connoisseur. Um, no, but I'm not. Sweet baby I know. It's shocking. <laughs> so the idea that uh, we kind of worked together and came up with one day while playing GTA extremely high was um, And Austin. listening to 80s music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to talk about that one day. Yeah. Yeah. so fun. Uh, we're... Um, Austin will pick a movie, a mainstream movie, but something that he still likes. Uh, that way we can both enjoy talking about it. Mm-hmm. I will watch it. It has to be on Netflix or Hulu or any of the apps that we have. I have to watch it. And then, um, uh, we talk about it and uh, you get to hear me experience movies for the first time, movies yeah. that I probably have, should have seen many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we can use this opportunity to announce the first movie and we're going to do one one per m- uh, month or week what are we doing i mean that's one up per- to you we'll do as many as you want to do i mean they're going to be short so we could probably do one one per week if yeah. we just build it into Trust our me, i can recording. come up with movies for years i, so. I, I could watch i could watch a movie a week right yeah that's i hope so i hope you can figure that out <laughs> so what's the first movie i'm gonna watch since we can't start, you know, yeah, we'll start with one movie, talk about it, and then you'll announce the new movie at the end of every episode. Yeah, so I thought that it would be good to start the first movie with something that has a slight undercurrent of uh, political theme. I like that. And it's, well, actually, it's not that slight. It's pretty over And it is it, Gladiator. It is, no, it's not Gladiator. You've seen that it a is. million times. No, it I is have never V seen for Vendetta. Movie. Is the movie he's going to watch? So V for yep. Vendetta. If you, if any of you are like he hasn't seen that, you could just you'll be saying that every time. Every time. Yeah. Well, but that's the concept of the show. So if you yeah. don't say that, then that's yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be the show. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in stuff like that, and we're gonna try to do some more down the road, we we'll just have to think of it and have time for oh, it. Yeah, I have uh, I have a series set up with Kurt called the Great Society Discussions. That's right. So and we got so, some good content coming. We're going to try to stay up uh, on top of it as well. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, yeah, I know. I, I <laughs> walked right into that. Uh, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash left lane pod. Uh, you can check out all of the tiers. I think we'll probably just throw this in for like the $1 tier. Yeah, why not? Just give give yeah. it to everybody. Um, so yeah, just a little update on what we're doing with the show. Uh, we have some other very special announcements to make. I'm not going to make a lot of them now because they're not set in stone. But today's episode, we have a, our I think our first yeah it is our first special guest mm-hmm. um, of the show. 
It yeah. is um, a very passionate, very powerful person who is running for Congress. I will just say that because uh, we've actually already done the, the interview. So uh, we talked about what? all of that. We have? In the, I know. It's weird. Podcasting, right? Um so Time I guess up what, all the industry what we can do is we we can just like roll right to the interview and uh, yeah let's do that yeah and then we'll come yeah, back and get after it. that and we'll talk some we'll talk about some politics because we've got a lot a lot of things happen yeah. <laughs> especially today yeah, well, yeah definitely <laughs> joining us now from Maryland's fifth congressional district is someone who is looking to make a difference in Congress by reforming our very very broken criminal justice system. And much, much more. Joining us is Michaela Wilkes. How are you, Michaela? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and first of all, I want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your lunch break to talk with us. We very much appreciate yeah. it. We love hearing fellow progressives, uh, you know, just talk about how we're going to hopefully change the, the, the entire country. Yes. <laughs> Um, so let's get started. I just wanted to ask you a couple quick questions about you. Um, tell us who you are and how you got to the point where you felt the need to run for Congress. Yeah, so I'm a 29-year-old mother um, activist. I'm a college student. I study political science. Um, and I was not always interested in politics. Um, I was one of those people um, who didn't trust politicians and who just did not feel like politics could change my life in any way because I felt like politicians didn't care about people like me, people in my community. Um, when I was a teenager, um, I was incarcerated um, for truancy, uh, running away from home, um, you know, trying to process the process my grief of losing my aunt um, and the attacks on 9-11. Um, but, you know, oh, wow. that grief turned into rebellion. Um, and instead of being offered someone to talk to, you know, I was shackled, handcuffed and sent to jail uh, for 10 days for every one day um, that I missed school. Wow. Um, going through that experience made me want to study psychology. I wanted to work in prisons. I wanted to work in juvenile detention facilities and group homes um, to help children or, or, or anyone who just simply made a mistake in life and was just automatically met with, you know, the criminal justice system instead of having someone to talk to and to actually get down to the root causes of why, um, of why people do the things that they do. Um, which essentially is basically, you know, for the most part, because of their circumstances. Um, it wasn't until I became an adult and I was incarcerated for my license being suspended um, because of the inability to pay uh, traffic tickets and court fines, um, being arrested for a small amount of marijuana at the age of, I think, what was I like, maybe like 20, 19 or 20. Um, mm. And you know, being incarcerated for the for the short sense that I was, you know, just seeing women that were stuck in prison because they couldn't afford $50 of bail money or $100 of bail money, um, struggling to call family members to even try to bail them out because you have to pay like $20 to use the phone for three minutes. Um, 
being incarcerated as a pregnant woman and being put in solitary confinement because my pregnancy was seen as a risky condition um, that they felt they needed to quote monitor me 24 seven for um, in these things showed me that um, these issues were bigger than the individual um, and that something needed to be done systemically to change uh, what was happening to people in my community. Um, and that's when I decided to study politics. And that's when I decided that one day I'm going to run for Congress because I want to make transformative change in my community. Um, and for me, having the background that I had, um, not being what the, a typical politician looks like, like someone who has, you know, a master's degree or who, who has like a law degree and who's worked in politics most of their lives and who's like politically connected to the establishment. You know, I mm-hmm. thought that I had to have all of these things before I could ever run for office because no one would take me seriously um, and, you know, be taken as a joke. Um until 2018 came um, and I saw people like AOC get elected. Um, and that's pretty much what encouraged me to go ahead and to jump in the race because that showed me that I didn't need all of these things that I thought that I needed to make me what others may consider uh, qualifications to run for Congress, that I can run for Congress as a regular person and I can win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All you got to do is just have a great platform, which uh, we're going to talk about in a little bit, but you definitely do. And you just have to have that drive. And yeah, we're very happy that you're uh, running for Congress uh, and more people like you should definitely be running for Congress. You don't need a law degree. I have our, our political science professor in school tells us all this all the time. It's like, yeah, a lot of them have them, but you don't need any of that. You just have to have a good platform and a heart. And you can go a long way, just like AOC. So we touched a little bit on the criminal justice reform. Um, You you have a unique experience because uh, out of all the people we've interviewed who talk about criminal justice reform, you're the only one, I believe, that has actually experienced it. So that firsthand look, um, I'm sure, gives you a better insight. So my next question is, what are you going to do to fix the criminal justice system? Because as you know, just from seeing the the videos that go viral almost on a daily basis, it's extremely broken. It's extremely yeah. corrupt. So how are you nah. going to go in there and fix it when you get elected in Congress? Yeah. So I always say that our criminal justice system isn't broken. It's fixed because it's working the exact way that it's intended to do, uh, which That's is true. keeping yeah. people that are impoverished, impoverished, criminalizing that poverty and essentially contributing to mass incarceration of black and brown and and impoverished people. Um, And so my main focus is for criminal justice reform is definitely ending cash bail, ending the war on drugs, um, abolishing for-profit prisons um, and instilling a criminal justice system that is focused more on restorative justice um, rather than just throwing people in jail because we feel like that's what's right. Um, we shouldn't be throwing people in jail for substance abuse issues. We damn sure shouldn't be throwing people in jail for marijuana possession at all, especially mm-hmm. when it's being talked about being legalized for recreational use and it's already legalized for medicinal purposes. Um, yep. We just need to begin to focus more on you know, a holistic approach as it comes to criminal justice reform because at, at the moment that we're in now, it's it's really hurting people in our communities. I mean, 
I have a friend who's homeless and he was just incarcerated maybe about a month ago and spent about three weeks in jail um, because he was just sitting outside eating and they wanted him to leave, but there's nowhere for him to go. He's homeless. Um, so he was essentially he was essentially locked up just for being homeless. Um, and That's these so are and these are things that that I see in my community. Um, and it just it needs to change. It's hurting us and it's not right. No, no, that that's extremely frustrating to hear and, yeah. and just help the help the people <laughs> rather than throw them in jail. Your first instinct is to throw them uh, in, into jail. That's it. it that, that hurts to even hear uh, this. The other aspects uh, that you can kind of uh, connect to criminal justice reform um, are a couple things I saw on your website, which, by the way, uh, love your website. The, the platform, they have so many awesome buttons for the platforms, stuff that I just don't see other candidates, especially the mainstream candidates have. Um, yeah. one, one of them is the black agenda uh, and another is affordable housing. Can you touch a little bit on those? Yeah. So I really felt the need to have a black agenda um, because, for one, I am a black woman. Um, oh. and, and for two, um, it's just something that is not really spoken about, um, things that we need within the black community. Um, such as investing um, into our HBCUs, uh, reparations for descendants of slaves, ending mm -hmm. the war on drugs, um, protecting voter rights, um, of course, Medicare for all, because of, there's also disparities within the healthcare system, especially, especially pertaining to black women. Mm -hmm. um, and also combating the school to prison pipeline, um, which I was... Um, have lived experience with that as well but thank goodness you know my life ended up a whole nother kind of way than it could have um and then also you know declaring juneteenth um as a national holiday yes mm, very nice yeah it, like i said the website also includes uh buttons for indigenous communities women's rights yes. lgbtq uh issues higher education it's great uh, i was just going through all the tabs before they're phenomenal uh you talked a little bit about medicare for all um yes. i i know from reading on your website that you are in favor of medicare for all but i was wondering if you would touch a little bit more on the health care um do you, how, how can you help bring Medicare for all to become a reality rather than just a talking point for most Democrats? Yeah. So for one, I need to get elected. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because um, we need to make that happen. But the biggest thing that we need to enact is campaign finance reform, right? We need to stop giving corporations a voice in our politics because they are not our constituents. Um, mm -hmm. And we need politicians that are not bought and paid for. Uh, mm -hmm. Because essentially none of these policies are going to have, you know, a, a, a high chance of being enacted if we don't get corporate money out of politics. Um, because we have pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies investing in our politicians and they're not doing it for charity work. They're doing it because they want to return on their investment. Um, mm -hmm. And so we have to elect uh, politicians that are going to be into office that are going to fight for these issues, such as myself, because... You know, healthcare. We don't even have a healthcare system right now. We have a health insurance system, right um, and that's the problem. Healthcare should not be determined. You shouldn't be eligible for healthcare for one, whether you're employed or un or unemployed. Um, and we see even being employed doesn't even guarantee that you have healthcare because Whole Foods just cut the healthcare, cut the health insurance for part-time employees. Um, oh, yeah. did they? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they geez. did. 
Um, and so it's just getting it, it's and it's only going to get worse. Insurance is only going to get higher. And then we pay so much money um, for our insurance. So we're not even 100 percent covered. We have these high deductibles. We have these high premiums. We have these high co-pays. Prescription drug prices are completely price gouged. Um, it's insane. And so, you know, I just plan on being elected into Congress, speaking on these issues, not taking any corporate money and just fighting hard as hell to bring Medicare for all to Congress and to pass it, especially for our district. So Whole Foods gets bought by Amazon, the richest company in the world. They believe they're still the richest company in the world. And then they give less health care to people. Yes. I mean, that seems... Yeah. Okay. It's no, it's a, it's a it's a working system. <laughs> Everything is going fantastically. Um, <laughs> geez, that's depressing to hear. But so, all right. So let me ask you a little bit about your district because yes. um, I I've been to Maryland a few times. I don't really I, I haven't been there long enough to know much about it at all. So describe your district for us. What kind of people make it up? What are they most in need of, and how can you help them? Yeah, so our district is very diverse. Um, our district is also very gerrymandered. <laughs> um, of course. And um, the the main concerns in our district is climate change uh, because we do have coastal communities in our district. Our district oh. is very, it's very unique. So we have like urban mm. areas. Um, we have suburban areas. We have farm areas. Uh, we have beaches. Um, and so... Um, Climate change and, you know, infrastructure and that matter are very important um, to our district, um, as well as healthcare. That is a huge concern for everyone is enacting, you know, a healthcare system where everyone is covered. Now, whether everyone agrees on how we get there is a whole nother story. Um, but, you know, it's my job as a candidate to explain to people, you know, the most efficient way to get there, the most reliable way to get there. And, um, the most morally ethical uh, way to get there, which is to ensure that no one is left out and that um, the wealthy pay their fair share in taxes and that we're all covered um, the way that we deserve to be covered. Um, affordable housing is another huge issue in our district because it's completely non-existent. Um, you know, we need to invest um, in public housing that we already have. We need to invest in new public housing and also enact the national rent control um, so that uh, people who are renting can have rights as well. Um, those are pretty much the top three issues that are in our district, as well as public education, um, which a lot of people are concerned about. Um, I know we all, you know, Bernie Sanders just came out with a plan um, for, you know, tuition-free college for all. Um, mm -hmm. And I would like that to also include trade schools as well, colleges and for everyone, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the more education and the more skill set that we can give our constituents, the more that we can put into our economy. Um, and that's just what it boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. So you are going against uh, one of the more uh, senior members of the House, it seems. Yes. Um Steny Hoyer is your opponent. How do you plan on Steny beating Hoyer. Steny Hoyer? And how can you get him out of the House of Representatives like and please as soon do. as possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I plan on beating Steny Hoyer by creating a movement throughout the district um, and just having the power of the people. Uh, because Steny Hoyer doesn't have the power of the people. He has the power of corporations. Mm -hmm. And they have no power in our district. They don't live here. We do. 
Um, right. So it's going to take a movement for everyone to get behind it and vote Steny Hoyer out of office. Um, there's no doubt about it that he has name recognition. There's no doubt about it that he has money. Uh, but that's why we have to have a very strong ground game um, and just we have to continue to knock on doors. We have to continue to phone bank. We have to continue to go around the district and talk to people and get the community involved uh, because that's the only way we're going to beat lawyers if we stand together and vote him out. Yeah, I, I can imagine that's going to be tough. I'm sure he's going to have every corporate dem going after you and all of that to try to make uh, you seem radical, even though all you're really pitching is you know, social change, social yeah. reform, get, getting things back to the way they should be. Um, but that's that's definitely a tough uh, opponent to beat. But like we've seen with AOC, it can be done. Um, yeah, and definitely. you said you already said you're not taking any money from corporations. You're not going to do any of that. Um, how's your team look? Are, are you, do you have a good ground presence so far? Yeah. So so far we have. I want to say almost a hundred active volunteers um, on our campaign. Um, And I really honestly uh, believe that we have a chance at taking Hoyer down. This campaign has already made history. Um, We've already been more successful thus far than any other challenger of Hoyer, both past and present. Um, Really? Yes. um, We have, so far, we've raised over $100,000. There has been no challenger wow. to Steny Hoyer ever that has raised, I believe, over $10,000. Michaela, wow. that's amazing. <laughs> that's yes. so good to hear. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, and so we really have a chance to do this. So, And I wanted to be bigger than just me running as a candidate. I really wanted to be a movement. Um, Similar to Bernie Sanders, you know, our revolution stemmed from his run for president in 2016. And I hope Mm -hmm. to I hope to set up the same infrastructure in Maryland's fifth district. Well, that's great. And I I noticed on your Twitter, you've been endorsed by the Metro D.C. Democratic Socialist Alliance and brand new Congress. How's that been? Uh, Have they been able to help you out, help you establish something or how's their help been? Oh, absolutely. They've been so helpful, um, especially Metro DC uh, DSA, um, who we they're actually hosting a phone bank this week um, on behalf of the campaign. Brand New Congress has been so helpful uh, with providing me with, you know, a coalition of other candidates um, across the country with providing us with resources, um, training. They've just been very helpful throughout this whole time. That's great to hear. Um, yeah. And if anybody is interested in finding out more about you and donating to your campaign, how can they do that? Yeah. So if anyone wants to find out more about me, definitely check out my website uh, at Michaela2020.com. Um, definitely follow us um, on all social media platforms to keep up uh, with events or you know, if you want to come out and help us canvas and phone bank, um, our handles on every social media platform, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at meet Michaela. Um, and of course, if you want to donate, you can go to the website at Michaela, 2020.com slash donate. Fantastic. Uh, awesome. in all sincerity, keep up the amazing work. Um, you, it, mm-hmm. it would be absolutely amazing to just see Steny Hoyer not be in Congress next year. It would be incredible to replace Denny Hoyer with a young progressive 
good-hearted person like yourself. So uh, best of luck with everything. Uh, and we'd love to have you on uh, again. I, I see on your website, it says uh, your vote is, or the voting for your district is on April 28th. Yes. Um, so everyone who is listening to the show who is from Maryland or in, in the 5th Congressional District, make sure you mark down your calendar. It's an important date. Very important. Uh, let's uh, let's make this happen. It would be fantastic to see. And uh, also, if yo. there's anyone that wants to help out with the campaign that doesn't live in the district, um, you can help us phone bank remotely. Um, just hit us up in our email and we'll get you squared away. There you go. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Thank you so much, Michaela, for taking the time out of your day to talk to us and talk about your platform. Like I said, it'd be great to have you back on uh, maybe a little closer to your to your election to catch up and see how things are going. Of course. All right. Uh, we'll be we'll, we'll Austin, let's take a little bit of a break and then uh, we'll come back and finish up the show. Sounds good. Welcome back to the show. Uh, that was like our first break that we've taken with the new show. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. We usually about. don't do that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, call well, back first, to the old show. Let's quickly recap, uh, our interview with Michaela. Our madcap recap. A madcap recap. Sure. <laughs> um, Michaela was awesome. Yes. Very much. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but the number when she said that their campaign has raised hundred thousand dollars thus far that shocked me and in the best possible way you know you just i guess my brain is still programmed to think that grassroots does it means that you just maybe not or you're not going to get as much money but mm -hmm. it's clearly not the case anymore no well i think yeah after i think after uh bernie's primary in 2015 and then aoc i think it's just kind of broken the mold and now yeah it seems like it and and it definitely has the more establishment Democrats freaking out. Oh my god! Absolutely, yeah. we were talking about this a little bit before. Yeah, there's a chance that Steny Hoyer can get defeated. There's a well, that's that's the thing when when you were talking about um, reaching out to candidates, like when I saw her name pop up, I was like, you had me at getting rid of Steny Hoyer. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I'm so, and then and I'm you so add glad to the fact that yeah, her platform is so strong because it's oh like, yeah. Very strong. Like no matter I, who she was running against, she would have my support. But yeah. the fact that it's Steny Hoyer, it's like even that extra, even like better. we need to get rid of, you know, like old Joe Crowley. <laughs> yeah. And there's another <laughs> chance that uh, Nancy Pelosi could get defeated. I feel like that's a slimmer chance. Honestly, I do. Is, yeah. But you never know because Joe Crowley was a slim chance. <laughs> See, the, the <laughs> problem. He's gone. Yeah. Like Nancy Pelosi is a prolific fundraiser. But yeah. AOC outraised Nancy Pelosi last quarter. Yeah, you were telling me that. But a but. Pelosi's challenger hasn't. Okay. Yeah. So and that's a and, that's uh, a problem. And the problem is like AOC is helping out progressive challengers. I'm not sure if she's going after that because that might be too big a political fight to pick. That's to a go tough after one. The Speaker that's of the a House. Tough one. Because I mean, she's the kind of your boss. <laughs> and, and the frustrating thing is that Pelosi has gone after AOC and yeah, the squad several times. But she can. But she can. I know. Nathan but I, Pelosi can. But part of me, like, part of me understands why, like, they wouldn't want to, mm -hmm. like, reciprocate. But then there's the other part of me that's like, just do it. Fuck just her. do it. I know. Just <laughs> fuck especially, it. Just go in and destroy everything. Especially Get rid of everybody after now. today. Because today, Nancy Pelosi trots out the articles of impeachment. Great. Yes. 
I pretty much support the articles as written. I think yes. I think it would have been a better case to impeach him for the concentration camps, but you know, if we I mean, can impeach him, that could have that could have been it. added. Yeah, that's for sure. But on the very same day, on the very same day, they agree to his renegotiated NAFTA deal. I did see that. I was that was that was running on Twitter for the majority like, of the day. What are you doing? <laughs> What, honest to God, what are you doing, Nancy Pelosi? It's why still would you Congress. Give, it's why still you, Congress. It doesn't matter but that the they're thing going is, after the president. But all they had to do, because they have the votes to do it, all they had to do was delay it a year. Yeah. And then renegotiate it if a Democrat yeah. wins. Well, maybe that's maybe the, the fact is that the corporate Dems don't care about that. Maybe they're okay with it, obviously going through i think they're worried that they're not going to be around to do that renegotiation i think oh, that's for what they're sure. worried about yeah for sure so as you said uh today on the 10th of december 2019 the articles of impeachment have reached the public uh article one is uh, abuse of power and uh, by the way, I'm reading a, a, I'm getting this from an article from NPR, which states the entire articles of impeachment written as they are. So you can go ahead and read the details uh, on your own. The articles until read in caps uh, articles of impeachment against President Trump. So if you wanted to read that. Mm. Uh, so article one of the impeachments was uh, abuse of power um, and they cover a bunch of things. Uh, President Trump acting both directly and through his agents within and outside the United States government, mm. uh, corruptly solicited the government of Ukraine to publicly announce investigations into, et cetera, et cetera. You know the stories. That's what they wrote them on. Yep. And the second article is obstruction of Congress. Um, I knew that was they, coming. And that might actually be the stronger case. Not this that one. matters. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they say President Trump abused the powers of his high office through the following means. One, directing the White House to defy a lawful subpoena by withholding the production of documents sought therein by the committees. Uh, two, directing other executive branch agencies and offices to defy lawful subpoenas and withhold the production of documents and records from the committees in response to which the, the Department of State, Office of Management and Budget, Department of Energy, Department of Defense refused to produce a single document or record. And three, directing current and former executive branch officials not to cooperate with the committees in response to which nine administration officials denied subpoenas for testimony, namely John Michael Mulvaney, Robert mm. Blair, uh, John Eisenberg, Michael Ellis, Preston Wills Griffith, and blah, 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 and people I don't care about. Um so I'm those surprised the main... they didn't tack on like witness intimidation as he was tweeting out like horrible things about people who were testifying at the time. Yeah. Like in yeah. real time, he was intimidating witnesses. Is that not in, in any of these? I guess I not. didn't hear you mention it. Yeah. I mean, abuse of power. It might be somewhere within the abuse of power. I didn't read through the entire thing yet because. Yeah. Well, I, I, I believe witness intimidation would be under obstruction of justice. Or obstruction of Congress in this case. Of Congress, yeah. okay. Maybe but anyway, that, maybe those that are just the two articles enough, of impeachment. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's my belief that they're going to be. It's going to be passed. Oh, he's uh, going to be impeached. He just won't yeah. be removed. No. Uh, it, it it so far, believe it or not, there are two Democrats who have publicly said that they're going to vote against the impeachment, which, in just a political mindset, makes no. Fucking sense. And well, let me tell you why. 
Okay, I don't care ahead. who these people are. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're progressives or, or or centrists. They're obviously centrists, but um, it doesn't matter. If you are that person, when the entire country of Democrats, except for a few, are like, yeah, we're, let's impeach this president, and you're saying no, who's going to vote for you now? Mm-hmm. And those those names are out there, very easy to find. All you yeah. got to do is just type in the two uh, who are not voting for like you just lost your job. You just did something that made you lose your job because you're an idiot. Yeah, I think they probably think that they're in like, you know, districts that lean Trump. And so I would guess that that's their rationale, but I guess but I, think I feel like even mistake. even with that said, you're no, still going to rely mostly mistake. on Democrats. Yeah. So you yeah. just lost your job. Good. Rightfully so. You should. Uh, but there are some Democrats out there who apparently don't want this president to be impeached. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're not going to vote with the Democrats, then what's the point? Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, from here, it I looks mean, like by the end of the year, he will probably be impeached. Oh, yeah. He's going to be impeached. Setting up a very interesting start to 2020, if mm. you if you can imagine. that's the, how How's that going to go? Like, uh, Let's just play be. a quick scenario here. How's Trump going to handle it? How's the Senate going to handle it? Well, I mean, Trump's going to go nuclear. Hopefully not literally. Um, well, yeah. And <laughs> don't say nuclear right now, especially with fucking Kim Jong-un back yeah. in the fucking oh, talking about God. him and their relationship. Okay. I'll just say nuclear. <laughs> say nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> nu- the nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> Some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Which is apparently what George Bush told Hillary Clinton at Trump's inauguration. What? After he gave his um, inauguration speech. Yeah. Uh, Bush turns to Hillary and goes, that was some weird shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, for once in my life, I agree yeah. with former President yeah. Bush. <laughs> I know. That I is know. some weird shit. I, I, it's like, I, I'm going to go back to Texas, draw myself a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> While in a tub. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I can't believe people still think that like... Th- People are, are I, I can't willing believe. to forget the fucking atrocities of that president. Oh, I know. I cannot believe that Democrats are like, remember a time when we had adults that – a Bush? An adult? Are you kidding me? Do yeah. you remember the yeah. man that lied us into two wars? <laughs> so stupid. And then was- Nancy Pelosi, like apparently today was pick on Nancy Pelosi Day, but okay. she did a town hall and um, she talked about why she didn't – uh, support impeaching Bush, and she's like, oh, I saw this. And yes, she's I like, saw this. I knew that they lied about the weapons of mass destruction. I was on the intelligence committee. I knew it was a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I felt like anything she said after that, there was no justification for. That's it. It's like, so that's you knew it. it was a lie, and you let him go to war anyway. Like, yep, that's ridiculous. Yep. It's like, well, it was an election. Like nobody was voting to go to war in that election. I know. I, no, I mean, I when Bush it's, ran, he was all like, I'm the peacemaker. And that's part of why Nancy Pelosi, as powerful as a person uh, that she is, is still a failure as a politician. You know, you can look at you can look at everything that she's done. You know, put it this way. Right. Mm-hmm. How when the Republicans have power, how many different major House majority leaders has there been for the Republicans? Quite oh, a few. Yeah, a couple, yeah. Because they, they can never settle on anybody. But who's the Democrats number one every single time? No, Pelosi. Yeah. Right. So she, successful in that right. But things like what you just explained are why she's a failed politician. Mm-hmm. Because when you have an opportunity to do something like that, you say no. 
I knew he lied. Eh, that's okay, I mean, though. We're fine. If, no. if we retain the majority in the House after mm-hmm. the next elections... Which I assume we will. I know who I would be hoping is uh, Speaker of the House. Okay. Relax. <laughs> and I know who you think I'm going to say, and I think I'm going to surprise you. Jenk. <laughs> yes, of course. I would like it to be Jenk Yuga. No, I'd like it to be Ihan Omar. Really? Yes. There's not a chance in 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 I this planet. It Mars, would be so amazing, Venus, to watch the Republicans just melt down, like cling on melt down. nothing. There's no chance <laughs> no. that that will ever happen. I All mean, right, let's compromise. We could have AOC. <laughs> okay, that's not going to happen either. So relax, okay? Listen, hey, she outruns outruns Pelosi in fundraising. There's just not enough progressives to get that. Ha- to happen there's more than there ever was i mean but it's not enough if jank wins and yes if maybe joshua collins wins yes Michaela wins i mean I, okay you, still not enough there's a <laughs> lot of shitty congress people <laughs> i know but i mean if you have that sudden wave of incoming congressmen or congress people it's going to set a precedent like I, the, I things are changing let, put it this way too if Bernie Sanders is the the Democratic nominee, and it's a Bernie, and then uh, Bernie's going against Trump, progressives are now going to be flooding the ballots. So if you're a progressive candidate, you have an extremely high chance of winning. Mm. So there could be a, a big flood of progressive candidates in Congress, but it's still it's still <laughs> they're controlled. <laughs> they have their owners. And they're not like going to, to allow say, AOC to be the Speaker of the House anytime soon. So relax. I want this to happen, <laughs> but it's idiotic to even think about. Okay. I mean, the, well, Look, who's next? Don't ne- you who, dare criticize my fantasies. I am criticizing your fantasy. All right? I'm kink shaming you. That's oh, what I'm wow. doing right now. You want to hear about a weird fantasy I've been having lately? No. <laughs> no, oh, <come> I don't. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, no. I've, I've been fantasizing about being able to be on Bill Maher's show just to tell him off for like 30 minutes straight <laughs> until you, they drag me, like the security will have to drag me out. <laughs> you have some weird fucking fantasies. Most most people would be fantasizing for like a lot of money or a new car, and you're just like, I want to go, I want to go on uh, real time with Bill Maher, and I just just want to tell him him how stupid he is. Yeah, you know, like so aggressively that the security has to drag me out of the building. Oh, like yell at him, but then you, but if you do it like that, you're gonna come off as like a child. You're gonna come off as immature. You want to do it in a professional way where you just destroy him. No, I don't want to. I want it's for my own personal edification. I just want to. Talk. I don't care if anybody agrees with me or not. Oh, uh, you will be the most targeted person on the internet for at least an entire day. Oh yeah, because people love Bill Maher. Well, no, but the centrists do. Even and they don't like him that much. You're an, easy, you're an easy target. You're a double minority. <laughs> like, I know, but that yeah. should, with the identity people, they they wouldn't be allowed to attack me. So mm. listen, I, another re- unrealistic thing. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's why I fucker. said it was a fantasy. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Uh, let's talk about what's not a fantasy, and that is the rising poll numbers for Bernard Sanders. Oh, okay. I can talk about that. Okay, that's why I figured. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the. Um, uh, let's start off with a couple endorsements that he's received first, oh, okay. and then we'll talk about the polls. So uh, this Stick is from Politico.com. a little bit, just like. 
poke their eyes like look at we're getting good endorsements and you're not you have oh yeah judge. yeah uh this one in particular is like like pissing warren people off uh like oh. i said from politico uh bernie scores big progressive endorsement besting warren and then right underneath the title of this article i love this it says brian fallon the former national press secretary for hillary clinton's 2016 campaign Blech. calls the endorsement a quote coup end quote <laughs> <laughs> sounds <laughs> like love, trump love it this impeachment is a coup yeah, uh, yeah. it's a coup they're trying it's to coop me. <laughs> it's it, it's a coup. I've said that though in the in in the, in the past, so I I relate. <laughs> oh, you um, can be the president. <laughs> in like one of the early episodes, I said coop, and you made fun of me. Yeah, see, you uh, can be the president. <laughs> <laughs> I totally could be president. Well, if Trump has taught us anything, it's that literally anybody could be president. Yes, and I do believe that even though I don't speak well, I would be a much better president than Donald Trump. I don't think. I feel like I'll most people would be a better president than Yeah, Donald I was going to say, I could like randomly pick somebody in yeah. front of my building and be like, you can be the president yeah. now and they'd be better than Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Sanders has won the endorsement of the Center for Popular Democracy Action, a victory in his long-running battle with Elizabeth Warren to become the progressive standard bearer in the Democratic presidential primary. The group, an alliance of more than 40 left-wing organizations across the country, said it represents 600,000 members. Mm. It plans to use an independent expenditure to mm. fundraise, direct a field operation to do other organi organizing in the primary, including in states such as Arizona, Florida, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin Ooh. and Pennsylvania. Those sound important. <laughs> hmm. Would you call them swing states? <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit of a target. Uh, did you Does say that mean they're like states that like to experiment with other states? It's like not the states that they're always next to. It's like I'm gonna go hang out with Nevada for a little while. I was gonna say, okay. how do you say that that state? Because I, I heard somebody say Nevada, Nevada, no, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Yeah. yeah. And it just, oh, it sounds so foreign to me. Yeah. If you're from that state, how do you say it? I, I'm just curious. Good question. Also, I might be in that state in April. So of tell course. me where the cool places to go. Of course you will be. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get to the NFL draft. It's going to be in Vegas this year. Why? Because it's Vegas. No, no, it's not that. But I don't care about that. Why would you go to the NFL draft? <laughs> that sounds terrible. I don't know. It sounds terrible. Seems cool. By the way. It's like a big party. They're going to have it on the strip. Bernie Sanders is the most powerful movement candidate. We need to defeat Donald Trump, says Jennifer Epps Addison, <laughs> co-executive director of the Center for Popular Dem Democracy Actions, <laughs> said a statement. From ending mass incarceration and deportations to the $15 minimum wage and Medicare for all, Sanders is working hand in hand with our communities to champion the politics that we need to thrive. Mm. That is a quote from Jennifer Epps Addison. Very cool. Uh, Sanders, Warren, Julian Castro uh, were the three finalists for the group's nod. Good for Castro yeah. getting that over Gabbard, <laughs> oddly enough. Uh, yeah, um, well, if, let's just not get into that. <laughs> is that <laughs> not just... is that not shocking to you? Because that, that's kind of no, shocking to me. Because her her domestic policy, I don't think, is particularly progressive. Okay, interesting. And she doesn't really talk about it much because her whole thing is about foreign policy. Uh, I gotcha. And I'd like to say her foreign policy is really progressive because like planks of it are, but then there's other, I don't know. It's, it, she has a very bizarre worldview in some ways. Yeah. She's just a, it's an odd candidate. That's all. Yeah. Just an odd candidate. Um, 
60% of the first vote is needed to instantly win. No one got it. So they eliminated Castro, who was in third. And then they just put Warren and Sanders. And Bernie won 75% when it was between those two. Really? yeah, so he I dominated mean, it, that, and it's kind uh, of shocking the, that Castro won, made that, won that big a difference. Very big endorsement. Yeah. So that's pretty important to talk about. Uh, so that's that. I'm I'm really shocked that Castro made that big a difference. Apparently, like, yeah. he won seventy five percent on the second round of voting. Like that's yeah. so it says no one won thirty percent or no one won sixty percent, but then Bernie won seventy five percent. So <laughs> that means that people uh, in in these organizations were almost as much in love with Julian Castro than they were with uh, Elizabeth Warren. So yeah, <laughs> I should it's tell bizarre. you a lot of how yeah. things are going. Yeah. But just in case you don't know how things are going, I have news for you. <laughs> Biden and Sanders are atop of the 2020 Democratic primary field, according to the latest Monmouth poll. Mm. Now, why is this interesting, you ask? Great question, Austin. Thank you. Biden is at 26%. <laughs> like, I looked around. Like, I was like, it's ask. weird. It's like, I don't ever remember my voice being that high, but okay. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> That's my favorite thing when people try to do that. <laughs> I don't it's know. Like, I have, what is I have, I have a very deep voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's uh, this is it. This is. I have one voice. Yeah. That's it. I know. So do I. I can actually. I can get my voice really high. I can't get it very low. No. I, I, I can. I don't have that. If I just. I was about to, talk, to say something that was that you were going to make fun of me for, so I'm not going to. But I can. No, no. Now you have to say it. Though, <laughs> so no, I was going to say yourself. I can do it both ways, but. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a lie. All right, Biden <laughs> is at 26% and Sanders is at 21%. That is the closest that they've been according to this poll. And what's in, the margin of error? Uh, 5%. So Statistical the tie then. Within the margin of error. Yeah. Uh, Warren's support has dropped in each of Monmouth's last three polls from 28% in September to 23% in November and 18% now. Um, wow, she also saw a downtick in CNN's poll uh, released in November, as well as, uh, uh, bleh, sorry, 19% to 14%. So Warren is just on the decline, yeah. declining fast. Yeah. Making up the rest of the field is South Bend's uh, mayor, probably racist, uh, with 8%. That's butt judge judge. Uh, former New York city mayor michael bloomberg is <sighs> next on the list with five percent followed by amy just Klubitar proving that 4%, you can you can Yang buy your way 3%. into an election i know uh and then booker's at two percent and no other candidate is over one percent no. so tom steyer yeah fucking booker <laughs> i know I, i'm listen give him a little credit the fact that he's at two percent it's higher than i thought he'd be at this point in the right yeah. in the race so it is interesting that he just congrats. can't find a constituency yeah, I know. And I thought well, he, after he Kamala dropped out, I thought, oh, that's that'll be his constituency. A little bit him. of a bump, right? Yeah. No? No. Yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, we didn't really talk about this uh, off air. We talked about um, what would happen if Warren dropped out because, no. I mean, it's looking, it's looking bad. It's looking like she's not even going to be able to maintain this for much longer. If she keeps dropping at this rate, she's going to be below Buttigieg. Yeah. Very soon. So this is she might drop money. out. Yeah. If she does, we assume that's going to be a big bump for um for Bernie. But when uh, when uh, Bloomberg joined the race, we thought that we would maybe see some uh, of Biden's numbers drop, and we did see a little bit. But yeah, we actually saw a lot bit. more from Buttigieg. 
Yeah. Well, so, because they, they basically have the same policies. They're being funded by the same people, billionaires. Right? Uh, in Bloomberg's case, just one singular billionaire himself. Yeah. But I mean, but, they have the same policies. And he was mayor of a city that has people in it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, if, if you're going to make an argument for one of those two, yeah. they're basically mayor? the same candidate, except for yeah. Bloomberg has done a lot more. Yeah. It's you're not wrong. I mean, South Bend is, I believe, basically a big college town, correct? Basically, like people have put it this way there are like school presidents who have gotten more votes than Buttigieg did. <laughs> wow, yeah, okay, okay, so yeah, that's okay, not good. And, and then we're starting president? to see how he actually ran that city, yeah. So it's not well, no, it's it's not, ugly, is it even a yeah. city? I don't even know, I guess. And then he did, he had that time at McKinsey, which is just like. Mm-hmm. They're just like mercenaries for capital, <laughs> and it's okay. and and he won't like they. He claims he has an NDA that he doesn't want to break, but I don't know. It's just, he, there's so much about him that is just like scummy. It's just like I know, I know. They, like when you um, look into his background, yeah, I don't know. It's just I just don't see how you could trust him. This is interesting. So this is what made up that poll, by the way. The mm-hmm. Monmouth University poll was conducted December 4th to the 8th among a random national sample of 838 registered voters. Oh, by the three- way, random national sample, my new cover band. <laughs> How? Like, wh- <laughs> why? Why? Why that one? <laughs> of all the things we've said today, that's what you come up with? That'd be a all great right, well, band. Good luck, Joe. Random national sample. <laughs> Just national sample? No, random national. It has to be random. You want the whole thing? Yeah, okay, whole thing. Fucking whatever. RNS. Uh, <laughs> 838 registered voters, including 384 Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents who are registered to vote. Results for all registered voters have a margin uh, of, yeah, so, oh, I'm sorry, 3.4% was the margin of error. Oh, okay. Uh, it is a plus or minus five points for the potential Democratic voters. Gotcha. So- it was actually made up of uh, not all Democrats, mm. which is even more telling. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's an interesting poll. If you look at the lines on this, if you go to like re- re- real clear politics. Real clear politics. <laughs> shut up, okay? You just see the track. I mean, it's you, not a good name. I don't know why they named it that. Yeah, I don't know. My my brain. Because it is hard to say real clear politics. Like It's, it's not just, hard. Don't You don't have to <coughs> do real, that. Real I appreciate problems. it. I really do. That's a very <laughs> cool thing that you tried to do there. But uh, listen, I'm just not a good speaker. <laughs> this is what happens. I want to explain myself quickly. Okay? I guess we won't be voting for you for Speaker of the House. No, please don't. <laughs> I, don't want, <laughs> I don't want that job. Uh, my brain processes at a rate that is too dangerously quick. It's mm. just like. Something comes in my head. It's like, that's the, that's the sound it makes. It's a, I, I, I imagine right? that's what it sounds like in your head. It's Just exactly all, the time. all yeah. the time, all the time. And then the transition to my mouth, it's a very slow process. It's like a, a dirt road. It's not a highway. It's a dirt mm. road. It takes a little longer. Sometimes there's accidents on the yeah. way there. Yeah, and the words and just keep getting happens. lost and have to ask for directions. And they're like. Yeah, they just usually don't make it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what happens a lot of times? Like when I want to talk, I want to say something really important. It gets, it asks for directions, gets lost, and it ends up as a fart. Mm, there you go. That's what happens. I mean, yeah. So can't help it. Can't help it now. Can't help it. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, Bernie has kind of <laughs> remained <laughs> at like twenty 
percent or something. Everyone else is <laughs> dropping. It's looking good. I'm starting to feel a little bit more refreshed, Austin. I feel like uh, we're getting close to a. Uh, I don't know. Brody could do this. Brody well, could very much do this. So to make you feel even better, I have a story out of Iowa <gasps> that might be interesting. Tell me. So the Los Angeles Times, known uh, experts in all things Iowa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. They, they have an article uh, titled, How Far Can Passion Carry Bernie Sanders? Oh. Interestingly enough, their picture is mostly focused on AOC, but whatever. Cool. Um, also, uh, Des Moines, the first time I ever saw that written out, I was like, that city's called Des Moines. <laughs> It's like, there must be rich people that live there. Where do you live? I live in Des Moines. And then I was like, oh, no, actually, the I comes before the end, so it can't be Des Moines. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like when you find out that, that the Des Moines is in Iowa, you're like, oh, wait. And then, what? of course, the obvious, you know, the obvious natural assumption after you realize you're wrong is to go, oh, of course, Des Moines. That's why it's, that's how it's pronounced. Is that is that right, Austin? Is that no, the process? English doesn't make any fucking sense. How is like, that possibly Des Moines? Yes. <laughs> Where I don't know. Is I think what I think is they needed a little culture, so they tried to make it sound French, and that's yeah. what they came up with. Des Moines, yeah. There probably is like some kind of like French soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Des Moines, <laughs> probably. Uh, Des Moines and some wine. Okay. Ooh, actually, that could be a nice wine. <laughs> that could be a wine itself. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what would you like? Uh, can I get an 07 Des Moines? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, oh, yeah. so uh, I'll, I'll read a little bit of the article. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sheila Campbell was not a natural door-to-door campaigner. The Democrat from Urbandale, Iowa, canvassed for one day in 2008 for Barack Obama and hated it so much that she didn't do it again <laughs> Okay. <laughs> until this year. Uh-oh. Since early April, Campbell, an office manager for a neuropsychology clinic, has been knocking on doors and talking up Senator Bernie Sanders to Democrats, Republicans, independents, uh, to anybody who listen. Not the day the senator had a heart Bernie's attack, door. Yeah. the the day he had a heart attack in October, she went to the campaign office to volunteer more hours. Oh, which I think is a thing that um, the media really didn't understand what happened. Is that like for a lot of campaigns, people would have been fleeing when right. that happened. They would have been like, "Oh my god, this is yeah, a sinking people- ship, and we got to get the fuck out of here." Right, right. But in Bernie's Not case, it's the opposite. Everybody was like, "All hands on deck. We're gonna." You know, we have to pull our weight while he's not able to be out there. Which makes a lot of sense because when you see how much effort Bernie puts in himself, yeah. in like use the Hillary Clinton as a comparison, by the way, because yeah. Clinton like did nothing yeah. during her presidential election. Yeah. Now you know what happens. Bernie puts all he's got. You mean into like these. just hiding for like six months isn't a good strategy? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's but the anyway, greatest strategy yeah. for but, Republicans. But here, here's what Campbell had to say. She said. This man is putting everything on the line for us. Whatever I can do, if they call, if they ask, I'll say yes. That's what she said after he had a heart attack. Um, With less than three months until the Democratic presidential caucuses in Iowa, the Sanders election machine is powered by the renewed zeal of the senator's followers in the aftermath of his heart attack and the endorsement of star freshman rep AOC of New York. Some recent Iowa polls have shown Sanders trailing the front runner, but his campaign is hoping to gain ground by relying on the strong commitment of the senator's base to draw on first-time caucus goers who are primarily younger or working class. Which also is not a shocker to 
shouldn't be anybody. No. This no guy, one be shocked by that. This is kind of funny. So um, there's a Democratic state senator, Cedar Rapids. He says, I oh. think... I think people would make a mistake to underestimate the enthusiasm that is still out there for Bernie Sanders. But the funny part is, you want to know what this guy's name is? What? Rob Hogg. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's oh my made God. up. Okay. Only in Iowa could that be a risk. Oh, well, I'll send it to Representative Rob Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Rob Hogg is undecided in the race. Um, he says, I think he's turned a little bit of a corner. And just as I watch, I think he's got some momentum now that he didn't have three months ago. Can I say something while, you, while we're on that? Sure. I don't trust anybody who says they're undecided in anything. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to trust you in, well, in any day. Yeah. Nothing. I agree. Like, if you don't know where you stand politically, you're a dangerous human being. Well, the thing is, you. he's a representative. So I think, like, his idea is that his endorsement would mean more than just a voter. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're if okay. you don't know if you actually don't know. Maybe he does know and he just won't say it. But if he actually is undecided who's going to vote for, you are a scary person and mm. you should not be yeah. holding office. But anyway, so basically, the gist of this article is that um, they're seeing a surge of new voters registering in Iowa. Oh, really? And that Bernie is. Uh, all, they think he's going to be the largest beneficiary of said well, voter. Well. It's no, I think you're wrong. I'm, I'm just gonna go out and say it. Of course, the new voters are clearly gonna vote for Bloomberg. Yes, it just makes sense. He joins the race, and now everyone's flooding to the uh, no to the Berg. <laughs> is it is it not Bloomberg? Is it not Bloomberg? Should he be the no. Berg or should he be the Bloom? I don't know. We have to come up with a nickname for him. How about centrist pig? Okay, corporate pig. That sounds like centrist an old black corporate song. pig. <laughs> Corporate centrist pig. Hmm. Corpus, cor- corporate centrist. You've really run out of combinations of those three words. <laughs> the only one that's left is to put pig at the front. That doesn't make any sense. Pig. Corrupt pig, my new cover band. Centrist, <laughs> corporate centrist, corrupt billionaire pig. Okay, fair enough. Um, corporate i'm just kidding i'm not gonna keep doing this. but corrupt pig is my new cover band uh, what, what what is corrupt pig corrupt pig okay yeah. i like that that's a good one i kind of want that to be a pink floyd cover band but now joe mm. can't steal that one no or maybe just an animals cover band like they just, just do cover animals. that album <laughs> just, <laughs> just that album. song <laughs> just fine yeah just, <laughs> they just do the one song they finish they it the whole stadium like, on the and they just come out and play it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> Acoustic. Oh, it's the acoustic version. The acoustic Straight version, acoustic. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worst so, cover band ever. <laughs> so anyway. Freebird. So like, it no, looks like he. Songs. So it looks like he has a fighting chance in Iowa. He's leading in New Hampshire. He's leading in Nevada, and he's leading California. Bloomberg. Yeah. Okay. Bloomberg. Yes, it's looking very good. From <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg's not even going to win New York. Yeah, he's not even close to winning New York. Oh, people, he will lose New York by a wider margin than any other place because we hate him. <laughs> I, I almost guarantee you that if, if there's other candidates still in the field, which there will be, he won't even finish second. Mm-mm. No chance. Mm-mm. No chance. But anyway, so yeah, things are looking good for Bernie. So, yeah, and, and, and one on. more time, the caucus, it's not the traditional style of voting. So it doesn't really matter what the polls are saying. The polls mm-hmm. can show you how people are feeling in Iowa. And there's another caucus state, Nevada? I think so. 
but it doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't matter. You don't you don't need to have the most amount of votes. You just need really passionate people who are going to win the room that yeah. you're in. And I, I, it's, I would find it hard to find another candidate who has the support that Bernie does and the passionate people that support him. I mean, think well, about some of the people that we've met on our I th- journey. I think there is one other candidate that has people as passionate, just not the same number of people. And that Ooh. might be Andrew Yang. Oh, that's true. His supporters yeah, but- are quite passionate. <laughs> They are, but at the same time, I think you you nailed it when you said- There's not as many of them. There's not yeah. enough. Yeah. And numbers in that case matter. It's like yeah. if you have four people showing up per room and Bernie has hats on. Yeah, no, 150, not you're not winning that battle. There's no chance that your little group is going to be able to convert all of those people because that's pretty much what it is. Agreed. And it's just like you got to you gotta tell everyone else like, eh, I see you sitting there by Joe Biden's camp, but is Joe Biden really going to help? And then they come over to you. That's, yeah, it's, it's a weird process. And then, like Joe Biden walks dumb. in the room, he's like, "You guys aren't voting for me. I will challenge each and every one of you to a push-up <laughs> contest." <laughs> Joe's had a few. Oh man, I, I wish we were kind of running out of time. But the Joe I, Biden brain melt is he's what's had happening. Some interesting couple of days. Yeah, last week has been interesting for him. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, I think we're I think we've run out of time. We yeah, did, uh, yeah. Let's wrap had, it up. We had a lot. Um. First and foremost, thank you, Michaela, uh, for coming on Absolutely. our show to uh, talk about your campaign and everything else. If you, I'm looking for her website now. If you want to uh, check out her campaign, go to her website, Michaela, that's M C K A Y L A 2020.com. Uh, and as she had mentioned, is, all of her social media is at Meet Michaela. Yep. She could win. She could absolutely win. She oh, could yeah. win. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. With uh Jenk, he could win. Joshua Collins probably will win. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's a lot of things that could be could be happening. It, it, I'm really I'm actually kind of excited. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. I was Her. mostly nervous for a long time. Now I'm starting to get a little excited. I, know. I really and it's, and it's need like this. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. I mean, as a sports fan, you must know it's like a dangerous place to start to feel that hope. And it's like, and this is just like that a times a million because this oh, actually yeah. means something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This actually means something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike sports yeah. where it literally means actually nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's I like, know because I'm a Jet fan. But you know that every feeling year. where it's like, it's like, you know, they win a couple of games and you're like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Which sport are we talking about? Because if we're talking about football, I've never felt that no. way about the Jets ever. No, they just as a general principle in any sport. It's like whoever you're following, they win a little bit, and you're like, "Well, do I start oh, to you, believe?" Yeah. yeah, and then you do, and then yeah. you just fall flat on lose. your face. Yeah, and this means more because you know if we fall flat on our face on this one, the the planet does. <laughs> well. Uh, in keeping in the sports thing and hockey, but this is directed right to one of our listeners, Ron. The Buffalo Sabres started off like oh, 10 and 0 this season, yeah. and I think they've lost 700 games straight. Mm. There's only 82 in a season, like it's bad. Well, he's also a Bills <laughs> fan, so I'm sure he knows what that feels like. Yeah, true. Ouch, ragging yeah. on the one team that's actually doing way better than both of us. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. The Bills are a, a football team this year, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, an they, actual team. They remember the sport they play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
God, I hate football. Let's stop talking about this. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to stay in touch with the show, you can uh, go on Twitter and Facebook and all the social media. It's at Left Lane Pod, also Instagram. Uh, if you're interested in contri- contributing, <laughs> that's the word that came to see, contributing to our show. I wonder and- why they asked for directions. Probably... It gets lost somewhere yeah. in the nasal cavity. Yeah. I can normally feel it. Yeah. Um, like I can actually, I can 100% feel when I'm about to say something stupid. But the problem is it's already like, it's already it's shipped. Yeah. It's already boxed it's and given late. to the UPS yeah. of my brain. Yep. And it just comes yep. out mm. like semen. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, blush. Uh, patreon.com forward slash left lane pod that's what I was going to say we're on iTunes and Spotify and, okay. and YouTube and uh, other I need to do a pre-recorded time because I do not want to do this every episode <laughs> oh also uh, we're going to be starting up our newsletter soon so I will tweet out uh, signups for that um, patrons will get it first I'll send out the sign up to you, them first But you see everyone we're trying this time. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the thing is, when we had the other show, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. This time, we have an idea of what we're doing. Yeah, we got it down. Mm, I wouldn't say that <laughs> exactly. Downish. Downish. Yeah. That is everything. My cover about band, our show. of course. <laughs> yeah. Downish. Downish. Uh, also, if anyone's even made it this far into the show, which I'm assuming, congrats. Too. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Number one. Number two. Um, I'm going to start putting things like on our Twitter page and Facebook and stuff like that for questions. Yeah. Uh, there's not going to be an actual segment for like Twitter time or anything like that, but I want to start incorporating questions throughout the show and stuff like that, just to keep things a little different. So look out for that. If you are interested in asking us questions and I say questions, anything you want, they can be political. They can be non-political. They can be stupid funny, whatever you want, anything you want, you could ask us and um, we will do our best to answer or laugh at you. Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uncomfortable silence. My new cover yes, band. Yes, I love it. Oh, that. so many. Joe's going to be busy this week. Uncomfortable silence is actually an extremely good one. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So good a luck lot. with that. Mm. <laughs> good luck with that, Joe. Oh. Soundgarden? That's mine. That would be my. Uh, no, I was thinking more Seeger Rose, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, do you pick bands that don't exist? They exist. They're yeah, Swedish man. and they exist uh, and they have healthcare. <laughs> have a good day, week, minute, whatever you're doing. Have a good one. We will be back next week. Um, next week, we have Steven coming on to talk about the UK elections, which, by the way, are happening in the, this coming week. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. And then yeah, we it's weird how have... they don't spend like seven years on their elections. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> it's just like, they're Two just weeks. like, we're having an election and here it yes. is. <laughs> here it is. Vote. Time to vote. Uh, and then the following week, there's a potential for a very big guest coming on our show. Oh, so excited. So. Yes, but you, as the listener, will not know. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye.